0: Welcome to the Whiskey Congress, honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left, most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution.
1: Whiskey Congress is back in session, and Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. How you doing, man?
0: I'm good, man. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. i Tired of traveling all the time, and I'm excited to go watch some football this afternoon. But uh, a lot happened this week. Um, we've largely stayed away from the Trump Mar-a-Lago documents thing. We really, it's getting covered to death, and we've largely avoided it because. But we can't not talk about the fact that he just said on Sean Hannity's show: if I just think about declassifying documents, they become declassified. He did the Jedi mind trick. These are not the documents you're looking for. Oh, okay, Donald. I mean, come the fuck out. When will people finally say enough? Just stop talking. Go away. <coughs> the answer is they won't.
0: But well, they, I mean, they won't. And um, you know, like Trump and his legal team are in a, in in a tough position now, right? Um, not that they weren't when he took the documents home to his house and just left them strewn about, and uh, you know, those some of those documents were classified with all sorts of you know potentially really Uh, uh, you know, security-threatening, national security-threatening information in them. Um, But, like, you know, Trump is saying this because he's... They're they're trying to figure out a way around the fact that he didn't go through the process of declassification, right? Now, you know, he, he and his team will argue that since he's the president, like, he can declassify documents by just saying, all right, this is declassified. But, you know, knowing people with, you know with a relatively high security clearance, right, Um, that there is a process of declassification even for the president, right? Now, he can say, right, if the right people are in the room, he can say that this document is declassified, now let's go through it. But the people need to be in the room (laughs) to hear it? Like, he can't just think it. Like, he says he can think it, essentially, and now it's declassified, right? And, you know, and this is where, the one thing about Trump that he's done is exposed the lack of teeth that a lot of our, you know, rules and procedures have, right? Because now we're in a situation where and, – and people – like, the court's not buying his argument, right? Right. Or his legal team's argument that, well, he's the president, like, just because he has them and he thought about In this particular instance, they're at. They're like, "What proof do you have, right? That these do- these documents were declassified." And so, you know, the whole point of the Trump team wanting the special master was that the special master would review all the documents, and then they would. St- it would basically stop the criminal investigation, because the investigation is, all right, what did you bring that you shouldn't have? If it's classified, you shouldn't have had it. Therefore, you violated this particular law about the about classified documents, and so. By having the special master review all these documents and figuring out what's classified, what's not, and what you know what sensitive information is in them, they thought that that would you know substantially slow this entire proceeding. Sure, um, which is what Trump's legal, what Trump and his legal team—it's always like just make the waters as messy as possible, you know, throw out a bunch of motions, slow everything down, and eventually figure out a way. Like essentially, it's just like look, we've got. Plenty of money, we'll just wait this out, and eventually they'll get bored and give up or, you know. But what happened in this particular instance, the appeals court said, you can have your special master, they'll review, but the, the state, the federal government, the DOJ, will have access to those documents to continue their investigation and to, and to continue looking into um, and proving their case against you, right? So the other part about this, Trump has to pay the special master. I did not know that. Oh, yes. Yes. So Trump is not only, like, not only did you not get what you wanted, which was basically to stop this entire proceeding while the special master reviewed it. No, that's not happening. Um, that Or that is going forward in terms of their ability to, to, to still use in their case. But you also have to pay the special master and the special master who they were really excited because, you know, oh, well, it's one of our guys. Right. Well, that person is actually doing their job, along with the appeals court, which you know, they appointed people on the yeah, appeals yeah. court are saying, like, you guys need to you need to show proof. You don't have it. And, you know, are you going to sit here in court and tell us that he declassified the documents, you know, based off of, you know, standard accepted procedure, and his legal team, they know they can't say it, and they don't have the proof for it, and so now you, you lose any, like, you, you, you were up against it because you had the classified documents in your house and you weren't supposed to. And now you don't have any sort of slow play, right? Like now you have to now you have to defend it, but you also do have the special master who's going to look at it and is not looking at things from the most favorable vantage point of the defendant, which is Trump.
1: Yeah, and that's been his hallmark: is if I appointed this judge, they have fealty towards
0: me. Yes. I'm like no, they don't. Right. I, I mean, mean, well, some, I mean, some some, some have maybe, some, but some like the original, the initial judge who granted the special master. You know, she she went completely Gumby, you know, just twisted herself all up, you know, ignored all legal just thought process and everything to, to do what Trump wanted, right? So he's sitting there clapping his hands like, yay, see, look, it works, it works. See, I appointed her and she did what I wanted to do, you know, and then, you know, so the DOJ appeals, he goes up like, oh, it's going up to more of my people. And then, but those people were just like, fuck you. Right. Like we're, we're actually going to use the actual laws that we have and we're, and, and we're going to abide by them. And so we're going to hold you to account. So now he's got the special master that he's got to deal with. He's got the DOJ that is just going to continue to press this um and he's got to pay the special master. So
1: and he's not known for paying his legal fees on time. Yeah, I'm guessing for, Can we just w- for one minute say the term special master
0: is just a weird title. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking the exact same thing. Like we still are using this title. You know, we're making it probably front
1: of came from the 1800s. Yeah,
0: I mean, we're making fun of the UK because they, you know, they still kneel to a queen and king right. and all that other shit, but like we have terms like the special master. Um which is just a little both bit those, odd. Both those
1: words are odd. Special is odd. Right. Master is odd. Right. And then put you put them together. You get,
0: right. Whatever. I mean, it's one thing to have a special prosecutor or, you know, special magistrate. But then, like, you just, like, let's call him a special master. But anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's really, you know, th- this was a big blow for Trump. Now, at the same time, um, so he got that news, right, which was not good. And then he gets news that he's being sued by the state of New York. Uh, based off his real estate dealings. Right. And um, this is a little bit more interesting. Uh, uh, or, well, not a little, but this is really interesting because the case in New York, mind you, it's a civil case. They're suing sure. it. Um, and it was like a 220-plus page uh, lawsuit, which is extensive, right? I mean, you know, that's I mean, a novel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I mean that that that, that is long for a lawsuit. Um, you know, they're asking for I think north of two hundred million dollars. I think two hundred fifty million. Two 250 right uh, And then you uh, you also have the fact that um, you know Letitia James, who is you know the attorney general in New York, who's really pushing for this. Um, so I think. You know, they built a strong case, but the problem is is that, you know, she campaigned early on. If you remember, mm-hmm. we're gonna sue him and we're going right. after Trump and somebody's gotta stand up to him. So there's some there is there will be that's gonna be part of Trump's defense. Is that like look, this is okay. a political witch hunt. And and in this particular instance, he's not wrong. Like Letitia James, I mean, I think by her campaigning on that, literally campaigning yeah. on oh, yeah. it, sending right. out emails like, hey, You know, donate money to my campaign because I'm gonna go after Trump, and then she goes after him, and she sues him. Like, yeah, like so, like yes, you're right. He's shady. We all knew that. Um, But you know, campaigning on it, and like that, that's gonna, that's gonna come up in the in the trial, and because this will go to trial. Now, mind you, let's let's just be real here. Um, We probably won't see anything with this uh, in terms of being resolved until 2025.
1: Yeah, sure. Like
0: this this is a civil case. It is going to move even, slow. Even if
1: he didn't try to stall things, it would take years. Yes.
0: And you know, he will stall things. Yeah, I mean he 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 will. Um it's gonna be back and forth. Now, you know, some people are saying, you know, like they're only doing this because it's Trump. You know, people do stuff like this all the time. But well, I actually went and looked, right, okay. at, at what New York does with people who you know, fraud, tax, all that sort of stuff that he's being charged with. And, they, and the state of New York goes after people for this on a pretty regular basis, um, to this degree in terms of what they're asking for, in terms of you know two hundred fifty million dollars and everything else. Uh, no, but then these people also don't have, you know, multiple decades of lying on their taxes and, and right. fraud and everything else, right? And so. A lot of what he's being accused of, and it it also raises other questions about the lenders and the banks that he was dealing with, right? So, in one particular instance, he said that, you know, there was an apartment that was 11,000 square feet, right? Which is massive, right? right? Um, And then on the back end, right, when it like, so in order to get it, right, to get the money for it, he said it was 11,000 square feet, right? Then on his taxes, he reported that it was actually only 5,600 square feet right? Like, so there's somewhere in there, this, this apartment lost 6,000 square feet, um, of, of, of livable space, which is two of my houses, by the way. Right. Right. And so the question comes like, so did somebody at the bank just accept that it was 11,000 square feet? And, like no one went out to check to see the size of this apartment. Like, so there's questions about like who, who, he, who he's doing business with. Right. And, and, you know, Uh, Cushman and Wakefield Deutsche Bank uh, a couple other lenders like they're all sort of in the crosshairs of investigation because like what role did you play now the other problem with this case is who's the victim the taxpayers in New York would be the are they though because I mean that's
1: that's what they would argue well I mean because here's
0: here's the question right you know, he did this to get, like, he, he did this to get these massive loans, and he lied on the loan applications, right, which, you, which is a crime. Um, but this isn't a criminal case. This is a civil case. So, you know, the loans were paid back, and the interest, the loans plus the interest was paid back. Um, you know, you get into the tax question, and so if he's lying on his, if he's lying on his tax forms about, you know, depreciating the, the value of these particular assets— you can't say it's the, you can't, you're right, you can't say that it's the taxpayers, but if, you know, if, if if you're, if the government in New York is not doing their due diligence on the back end, right, then is the blame on Trump, or is there is there blame to go towards the state of New York in terms of not actually, you know, looking into what, like, just accepting what he's giving them, and then the question is, like, who else is doing I mean, can just anybody... Like, why, why am I being honest on my taxes if, if they're not going to check it? And so I think you're right. The victim are the taxpayers of the state of New York, but there's a even bigger question looming in terms of, you know, are we, you know, if a billionaire just throws, throws an application in and does their taxes, are we just taking their word for it because they're billionaires and it's too much work to go in and look at these various properties given the size of them, or are they all in cahoots? You know, I mean, was is it negligence or 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 is there something else going on here that I think there's a lot of people who are really hoping that this case gets settled, right? Sure. Because you know, and, and Letitia James is probably not going to want to settle this case, but you know, Deutsche Bank and Cushman and Wakefield and a number of, of of people involved with this are are definitely going to want to keep as much as this under wraps because there's no way that they get out of this scot free. You know, because either you didn't do your job because you were just negligent, or you didn't do your job because you didn't want to, because there was some sort of benefit to you on the back end.
1: And the super wealthy have been finding ways to dodge taxes for as long as we've had super wealthy people and taxes. Well, I, I mean, mean, yeah, I mean, and, look,
0: we've we've got a tax code that lends itself to it, right? Yeah, I mean, and the way our tax code is designed, that if you're willing to take the risk of starting a business, whether it's small or large or what have you then there's benefits that, you, that, that you're entitled to because of what you're doing, right? The, the idea of starting a business means that there's job creation, that your business itself will pay taxes in different types of forms, um, and that it's generally good, like the more successful businesses we have, the better. And you know, because of the risk you're taking, you don't wanna punish business owners by you know, draining all their money through right. taxes. And so that's how our tax system is designed. Um, and it's been manipulated and abused by the ultra wealthy for you know forever, sure, sure. right? Um, and so you're so you have this tax system that lends itself to this stuff. And then when it happens, you know it doesn't just it's not just one person. It's not just one accountant. There's a lot of different players involved. And so the further we get into this, I think the more we're going to learn about how some of these banks and lenders operated when they're dealing with Trump. And then the real question will be. How will they be held account? How will they be held accountable? And then, um, then what does happen to Trump and others like him uh, in, in this particular situation? And will there be some? Will there be criminal charges that that stem from this um, at some point? Depending on what they find as as they keep digging.
1: And Letitia James, I don't know how long a term the New York uh, Attorney General serves. I don't know if it's two years, four years, whatever. But like you said. They're gonna, they're gonna run the clock on this. They yeah. could well push it back to the point where she's no longer the attorney general. I mean, yeah. get I don't know how long she serves for, um, and it's, it's 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 probably gonna get really ugly. I'm sure. I mean, Trump's calling her a racist, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yes, Donald, she's a racist. That's a problem. Um, uh, but yeah, the, this, the, like you said, we'll be talking about the 2025 Super Bowl by the time anything. Actually, happens in this case,
0: assuming it doesn't settle, um, which, like right. I said, is probably unlikely uh, because of you know the attorney generals really want to stick it to Donald Trump. Um, and look, I don't think that there's a reason for them to settle, right? Um, I think that there's plenty. Like when you go through that, that like I went through, I didn't go through all two hundred and twenty pages of uh, of the lawsuit, but I mean, I went, I probably went through about one hundred and twenty of them. Oh wow, okay, and. Um, you know, I was up late one night in the hotel. Was you know done working on other stuff, so um, I, I know what hotel boredom is like. Yeah. So it, you know, like I'm I'm watching the Steelers get their ass kicked uh, by the Browns and and wanting to tear my room apart. So I decided to read this lawsuit instead. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like, look, there's there's some. I mean, like, now, now mind you, this is just the you're initial, watching the
1: allegations. You're reading, right. Sorry, reading the allegations. Right. I'm reading
0: the allegations. I'm read, I'm going through the suit. And I mean look there there's a lot of stuff in there, and I mean you, you you've got i mean they they've got him you know going back i mean they' they only went back ten years, and I mean there's enough there to, to raise eyebrows to like whew, that's that's not good, right and chances are they've they've got the they've got the information to back it up, so I mean, like Trump's definitely facing uh he he's fighting wars on multiple fronts right now, yeah. you know between the the lago thing this. Um, you know, he, he's you know he's going to run for president again in 2024, and I think part of the reason why he's going to run no matter what is to push back some of the heat on him, right? I mean, because, yeah. you know, I mean
1: like If he controls the DOJ again, a lot of us just going to Well, away. no,
0: it's not even about control it's just, just by running, we know that the DOJ is going to sort of, you know, back they'll need to back off a little bit in terms of you know how public how they, influ- they are how in how terms in, of, yeah because yeah. they don't want to influence elections and everything else and i think he's using that as a strategy um you know to sort of protect himself and then if he can actually win then he's got control of the doj obviously he probably goes in there and cleans house and then puts his own people in and in the case any investigation into in into him criminally maybe goes away um or you know it, Right. Let your imagination run free on when, what. When, when Andrew Taylor to... Greene becomes Attorney General, well, yeah, I I, mean,
1: I actually wouldn't rule that out if he got reelected.
0: Uh, I, I, I'm sure there's I'm somebody else that put there. but, but yeah, but, I mean, I'm sure he will look to put her in some sort of position of power because that makes. She a lot continues of sense. to lick his ass. All right.
1: Um, jumping out of domestic uh, issues, the war in Ukraine continues to go on. Yep. Based on what I'm hearing, and obviously I'm limited to what media information I can get. Uh, things are not going well for Russia. They've they've they are now losing territory. You really have to be amazed at what Ukraine has done. I mean, no one thought this would last six months. No one thought they would be on the offensive in six months. Putin is clearly staggered, and which makes him even that much more scary. We, yeah. We've talked about Putin a hundred times. Dude's a scary, smart individual who obviously overestimated his own military uh, strategic strategy. Military strategies, acumen, but he, what? There's questions
0: about his health, and then there's questions you about. Still on the questions about his health out there, and I keep telling you, stop it. Right. Well, I, I don't well, I, like. There's I'm, nothing like, like. I'm worried. I,
1: the, the, the I hope he's healthy because if he sees, you know, the end is near, hit the likelihood of him doing something well, crazy like let's, launching a nuke.
0: Let's not get in the business of trying to get inside of Vladimir Putin's head. Right, I think that we've done that a bunch of times. Are we yeah, about- I just, I, I, I don't, I, I, I put no credibility into any reports about his health. Right, like that came out months ago. It was a blurb, and really haven't heard anything about it since. You know, saw him in a press press conference. He looked fine. He looked like a president who's in a country that's in a war that he's losing. You know, which is not. It's not a good look for anybody right. in that position. But I don't – I mean, I don't know whether he's healthy or not, and I, and, and I wouldn't even – just be – look, you know that they're, they're big – like, you know, if there was some sort of advantage to be gained there, you know, who knows if that was put out to flesh somebody out or something out or, or whatever. So I don't put a lot of stock into it. But the reality is, you know, he is up against the wall. You, you're, you're losing a war, right? The fact that this war has gone on for seven months, for Russia, that's a loss. Right. Um. You know, the fact that you're now giving up territory, your soldiers are fleeing and running left and right and trying to dress in civilian clothes and blend in with the Ukrainians and get out, you know, can get completely out of the region, that's a loss. The fact that you had to go and say, like, look, we're pulling in volunteers with air quotes. Right. Right. And now people like Russian people, like you can't get a flight at like every flight, everything you can't get out of Russia now because people are terrified that they're going to be pulled into this war to fight. And they don't want to. So, you know, and then they, like, I think they put a ban on men between, you know, fighting age 18 to 45 from leaving the country. You know, so, they're, so people are trying to find ways out. It's a bad scene, not to mention people are starting to protest. And those protests are being met with heavy force as They have been the entire time. But the protests are growing. Um, you know, Russia is really falling apart, uh, you know, on this end. And the question is, you know, yeah, you've got a lot of people but how many of those people are willing to fight and how many of those people can you actually train to fight effectively and we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks a lot of the equipment that they're using is coming from North Korea Iran you know some of these actors who you know are we know are a threat but their their equipment is proving to not be reliable so you put untrained barely if at all willing people in a situation where they're fighting against people who are literally fighting for their freedom and for, for their lives, right. Wh- who have better equipment that's coming from the U S and some of the NATO members, um, who have every burning desire to push you the fuck out. Um, that does not bode well for, for Russia, the Russian army and the Russian people of Vladimir Putin is going to throw them in the way of this thing. And then back to your point about how scary is, is Vladimir Putin, you know, how if if Ukraine gets much more if they st- if they start to pick up more momentum and really start to drive Russia out, does he recognize that they need to pull out or does he take it to the next level and go nuclear?
1: And that's what he's threatening to do. And um, first, of all, I want to say one thing: the guts it takes to protest against Vladimir Putin is beyond anything that happens in this country, right? Whether whether it's whether it's you know, people who've, you know, Trump supporters who want to do their thing on the corners and yep. of my neighborhood. Or, or you know, you know people protesting, uh, you know, police brutality. Protesting in this country is pretty easy. There have been ugly things between oh, the yeah. police, whatever. But in Russia, they can just grab you, detain you, and forget about you. Yeah, I mean... Or, it, or right. shoot you and just... Look, I mean,
0: it, I don't think that they've... I don't know what the numbers are on whether the Russian police and military have killed anyone who have protested, but I don't know, but I know know that they've taken thousands of people into custody and like over there, you know, protesting the government is not a slap on the wrist. And then, uh, you know, then the conspiracy theories about uh, George Soros bailing you out. No, you, you go to the fucking gulag, you know, like you, you're, you're, I mean, that's, that's two, three, four, five years in prison. Over there with no appeals process and no due process it's just you you were out there we grabbed you and you're gone um so you're right it is gutsy it's nothing like i mean people you know i mean listen police go overboard here hit people beat people but then those people turn around and sue and then those those officers you know may or may not get suspended or whatever but it's a whole different ball game when you can not only be beaten but taken into custody and then you disappear
1: yeah so anyway just i'm I hope these protests are part of what turns the government of Russia back into something that represents the people. I say back and do like it ever did, but whatever. Um, I mean,
0: and and here's the other thing, too. I mean, the the real question is, you know, if Ukraine really is able to continue picking up momentum, continue driving out Russia, um, you know, Putin gets more desperate, tries to throw more people at the problem, again, who aren't trained, who don't want to fight, who don't have the equipment to fight, and this thing starts to go re- even worse for Russia, you know, what happens to him? Does he get taken out by his own people, so to say? You know, do some of these oligarchs, you know, they're tired of seeing their well, rich buddies fall off also- of buildings and boats and everything else, you know, committing suicide left and right, and do they take matters into their own hands? And, you know, he takes a sip of tea and never wakes up. I, I don't know. Um, but... The the, the the real question that comes of that is, if if he's gone, then who steps in his place? Um, and and look, I I, I think Putin's going to end up driving himself out here, but that that doesn't necessarily mean we're out of the woods because look, there's a lot of hardliners that are still left, you know old you know old Russia, Mother Russia, Cold War, they're still there, um, and there's plenty of them who recognize where Putin screwed up. Um, but still recognize that, you know, still sure. believe that Russia should, should be the most powerful country in the world and should dominate the world. And then you're dealing with someone else that may, you know, very well be just as bad to deal with.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, let's,
0: let's, and, and that's not a reason to say we need to, you know, let's not, let's not drive Putin out because we're afraid of what's going to replace him. Like Putin's, I think at this point has proven that he needs to be gone. But then you just have to think about who who's going to replace him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, let's face it. The whole Ukraine invasion was about trying to rebuild the USSR, the, the Soviet Empire. And that was, they did yeah, a little bit prior to this, Crimea and all that. And now, this was their first big move to try to rebuild the empire. And it's going very badly. Yeah. But if you're, you know, former Yugoslavian countries, the Czech Republic, Poland, all those countries that were once under that, you know, blanket of oppression, have got their eyes open going, hmm, they tried this, we were probably somewhere in the pecking order next, Yep. and Ukraine has done what they've done, so I'm hoping this gives resolve to the rest of Eastern Europe, and they, you
0: know... Well, I mean, a lot of Eastern Europe, though, is under, is, is in NATO, NATO. now, yes. Right, I mean, and, and Putin knows he doesn't want that fight, right? Like, I mean, he thought maybe, I think he, he maybe wanted to smoke early, and now he's realizing he's like Ukraine doesn't even have NATO, or, or Ukraine doesn't even have NATO at its back, and they're kicking our ass, yeah. right? Because you pull in NATO, then that pulls in us, yep, and that pulls in everybody else, and some of these England, other countries, England, 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 Germany, England Germany. right, right. So now all of a sudden, you know, Putin's realizing like, all right, maybe, maybe I, I wasn't really up for all this, but now, you know, his his ego and everything else isn't going to let him isn't going to let him back down or or pull out. But he's got a serious problem because they're like, if you, you can't, and maybe the argument is like, listen, NATO or Ukraine was going to be your, your hardest to take back just because given the size and Ukraine is a relatively, you know, it's a very stable, affluent, you know, country with a, obviously with a strong military. Um, And so maybe that was going to be your hardest. And you figure if you can take them out, then you could, it would be easier to roll through everybody else. But I don't think that's going to be the case, right? Because it's not easy to take them out. You're not going to be able to take them out, and you know if you try to spread out to other countries, then you are going to pull in, you know, additional forces outside outside sure. of whatever country that you pick, and you just and you don't have you don't have the juice for it.
1: His, history says when you divide fronts in an attempt to conquer, it doesn't go well for you, um, and that's that's history. There's a bunch of books in this in the yes. studio that Talk about exactly that. All right, let's get back to domestic stuff. I want to punch out this guy real quick. J.R. Majewski is running for Congress in uh, northwestern Ohio. So, you know, other side of the state from us. And he told stories of his heroism when he was deployed in Afghanistan and Mm -hmm. never did shit. I mean, he he was in the military, he was deployed overseas.
0: He was deployed in Qatar.
1: Qatar. Oh, was he in Qatar? Yeah. I knew it was someplace that was relatively. Yeah. His so in to words, Qatar. you were in the war zone that he... Uh...
0: Yeah, I mean, like so actually, so Qatar has one of the largest US military bases in the world um, right there, and I believe it's actually an Air Force base, but they've got one of the largest in the world, and so that's an area where, you know, a lot of planes are loaded up with supplies, because um, Qatar is a relatively safe country, even though it's right in that region. It's right there by Iraq and Afghanistan and, and sure. all that stuff, and so... Um, but his job was to load those planes that were then going to Iraq and Afghanistan and everything else. Um, but he wasn't in those places. Um, he, you know, has no confirmed kills. He's not anything. And it's funny, there was an interview, um, from a couple, like from a few months back where they were, you know, you know, they were praising him for his military service. And he's like, I don't want to talk about the war, man those are dark days. I, just, I don't like to talk he's about that. in, in Tropic thunder. thunder. Yes, exactly. those give me nightmares. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, it's stolen valor, um, no doubt. And, you know, the the uh, Republican Party, the, their campaign machine pulled all their money, all their ads, they pulled everything in support of him out. Um, Trump had given him an endorsement and has been kind of, you know, has been you know very quiet about him to this point. Um, and there's, and listen, this is, like, These are
1: he is an election denier. So
0: yeah, exactly. So I mean, like Trump is just like, yeah, but he really supports you. They're like, yes, but he is a liar and a fraud and everything about him. And Trump's kind of like,
1: yeah, but he (laughs) likes
0: me. You know, I mean, like, so it's just, again, what's and what's sad, like, all right, so you got this guy who tries or whatever. and, And the frustrating thing are the people who support Trump in this movement Right, we'll look at that and say, Well, that's just him. Like he sucks, but everything else that we're doing is right. And it's just like, Yeah, but everything else that you're doing is built by people like J.R. Majewski and, and Trump and everybody else who are who have been proven as liars time and time again, and grifters and Steve Bannon and everything else. Like they're literally just taking your money, right? And they get in the government, they don't have a plan, they don't do anything other than their only mission, right, is to keep you riled up to keep you sending them money, right, so that they can... Stoke the culture wars, Right, you know, stoke the culture wars because there's no policy, right? Like, it's just do whatever the opposite of what the the progressives do, that's their policy, right? Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it can help you or hurt you, they don't care. They just want to stay in power so they can control things, which you can make an argument that Democrats aren't that much different, right? But their tactics and and how they get there in terms of staying in power are, I guess, a little bit better. But... you, this is just a whole different level, and yet people will just they they don't care about this guy, right? Like I, I can go out, we could find a dozen Trumps. We can go right up the street to the little pub at the end of your street, and they were just like, oh, well, they either some of them probably still love this guy. They're like, oh, it's a political witch hunt, or they'll just completely disregard it and say, yeah, but Trump is Trump is still the guy. Right? right, like I mean, they, they're just not willing well, lo- to look at it.
1: Lo- logic has abandoned. I will say, I don't think the Democrats can be put in the same boat in terms of stoking culture wars. They have policy goals. They just never actually try to accomplish them. <laughs> so they, uh, they, yeah. they, I mean, they, look, they talk policy I mean, goals. They just don't do shit. Yeah, and I, there's, the, saying, there's the AOCs out there who genuinely, I think, are true believers and want to do things. And then there's the Democratic establishment that... Status quo keeps us in power, keeps us wherever, yes. and they suck. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean
0: it's 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 different. Like the the tactics that they use to to just put themselves in a position to stay in power, and then very little changes. Now, what uh, what I should say is that with with the current GOP and the MAGA group, they do want to get in power. They do want to stay in power, and the things that they want to change, right? Like they're willing to. Like the problem with the Democrats is. They the changes that they want to make a lot of times like that like they're they can't win because of the way the Senate is and they follow rules and laws and processes and everything else and things wind try to they try to wind things through the system and they end up dying right they die on the congressional floor they die on the Senate floor or they can't get the right approvals or whatever and then it just goes away and Republicans hey we won right where this the GOP and MAGA and everybody else. They're just like, well, fuck the rules, fuck the processes. We're just going to do it our way. We're going to appoint this guy. We're going to fire these people, and you know they're literally trying to reshape the government in their image, right? So that they can create the change that they want, even though it's not around policy. It's it's very dangerous what they're trying yeah. to do, and so I think that that distinction and, should be he, made.
1: And here, here's the other really frustrating thing: I, if I had put money on whether or not J.R. Majewski wins. His race based on um, the district he's in, he probably will. So he probably will be able to lie his ass off. I don't think so. You know, I, I, I would I, 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 look. I don't think
0: own. so because they're Like they pulled all the money, all his ads. Now he doesn't have much himself, and so like he's just like he's he's probably going to lose that by a pretty wide range. Oh, I'd love it because yeah.
1: that's a, that's a district that would. Typically, be yeah. I mean, like, Republican. I mean,
0: he's he's more of a scumbag than, than Josh Mandel, and that's saying that's, a that's, lot. Yeah, that's a um, that's you a know. Statement. But once you lose support of the party, it is really, really hard to win because they, you know, you you just get like name recognition just disappears. Like, think about it. It's it's still September, right? And then by you know, like October rolls around, and nobody's going to remember this guy's name.
1: I, look, I'd love it if he lost.
0: Because I mean, how's he going to be able to afford to, to run an ad?
1: Well, but he's going to. People are going to go into a voting booth and see an R next to his name and go, "Um, that's one of my guys." And I again, I would love it if he paid the price for his his nonsense. But I just, I'm afraid to bet on it, given how gerrymandered this state is. I mean, this state is so gerrymandered, it's obscene.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that goes
1: in both directions, like.
0: It's yeah, I mean, but he does like he's he's up against a, a strong Democratic, okay, a decently strong Democratic okay. candidate Good. there. So, like Good. I said, I, I think he probably I don't loses. Know about his opponent. Yeah, he probably loses. Um, and you know, again, it's it's his own fault. And but that's a lot of these people, like we're seeing them across the country, um, you know, who are just you know who have no business running for office, but you know they feel empowered by Trump and and the MAGA movement. And look, I think that the common man, the average person, should be able to run for Congress and Senate. That was the point behind right. this, right? Um, you know, someone who... Un- but you need to have some basics of understanding how our government works, understanding, you know, our laws and, and, and really the, the, the mission of the government. And, and, you know, you can't just be some person who's had their head under a rock for the last 20 years and then just because you like the guy with the tan and the weird hair and you know like you 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 just because a lot of this isn't about actual governing right a lot of this is just about the spotlight and the attention say the most ridiculous things right piss off the progressives and the democrats right say things to offend them you'll get media coverage on fox you'll get media coverage on oan all the all even
1: the, ta- the CN, even, right even, even on the, the right. negative press still right. gets you'll you out
0: there. will still get you out there. All the MAGA talking heads, Don Bonino or whatever, and and uh, um, uh, who's a little who's a little guy, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro. All oh, those geez. guys, you know, they'll talk about you and they'll bring you on their shows and you'll make your way around. You'll be able to raise money and you'll you'll you know sure. what I mean. Like you'll, you'll you'll get things handed to you because you're you're, you're in their camp. Um, and that's what people are attracted to. They're attracted to like Trump does bring a spotlight. Yes. And you've got a bunch of average ass people who haven't done dick, right? They've at best they've been handed whatever they do have, and you know like they they they, they haven't really been able to accomplish much. And then all of a sudden, you know, just say some wild shit, and you'll get the spotlight on you where you will be. You know the top shit, the big fish in a small pond in wherever the fuck Ohio or wherever the fuck Georgia or wherever the fuck Florida, right? And all of a sudden that that's a that's a really addictive drug. I don't know if you were trying to segue to Matt Gates, but if you I was okay. Well, you did a very good job. Thank you. <laughs> so Matt Gates is not going to be charged in the. Uh, I mean, uh, they they haven't decided yet, but they, you know the career prosecutors have strongly suggested against charging him. Um, and, and it, it, it relies around the reason why they were able to get to it. It's just that they don't have credible, reliable witnesses, right? I mean, you've got, uh, you know, the one guy who's already pled guilty and, 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 you know, has been lying and himself sex trafficking and child pornography and everything else. Um, it, it, you know, what got you to Matt Gates is the thing that's going to keep you from Matt Gates in a way. Um, because you don't have these reliable witnesses and, and, and I said this a while ago that I thought that people were kind of banging the drum a little too early on the demise of Matt Gates from a criminal, uh, prosecution standpoint. And this is why, right? I mean, there's just, in order to get someone of that level of notoriety in the government, right? Especially, um, you know, I mean, like, it's not fair. It's not right. I, I mean, it should be pretty clear cut, like what this guy did. Um, you know, like, I mean, look, he's using Venmo openly to, you know, pay for prostitutes and fly them across the country for sex and the girls underage and everything else. But the problem is, is that you do need to be able to put that case together in court, right, so that it can't be appealed and and get tossed out. And if you do it, it's hard to do it the right way. And when you've got people in positions of power with all sorts of support, and I'm not saying that it should be this way, you, you do run the risk of, of the situation just being massaged and manipulated to the point where you can't charge them, right? And, and I think the, you know I, there's a lot of people who, who were counting on this. Um, and, and I said, look, the longer this draws out, the worse it is for the people who want to see Matt's gate, go, Matt Gates go down because the longer the, the longer it is, that means it's it's harder it's getting harder and harder for them to put together the case to take him down if they had it they would have charged this guy a while ago I'm telling you right they just don't have what they need in order to do it and they're not and, and, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen
1: and you've said a bunch of times that they're not going to bring a case unless they believe they percent win that they can win it. yeah so you know they don't they don't do 50 50 fights Right.
0: Um, I mean, they're not like they're, they're not like the the criminal defense attorney who's will just willing to take any case because he wants the money, right? right? Like they got all the money in the fucking world behind them being printed, right? For them, it's not about money; it's about winning these right. cases, and you know, and they need to win them, and they need to win them the right way. And when it's high profile, and you swing and miss, right, you, you lose in the next election because right. I mean, like you're look, the, the one who went the, after. there's I mean, and this is this is true, but you know. It's a little bit weird and a little bit different, but the prosecutors that went, went after, you know, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and all that other stuff, I mean, they went hard after those guys. And if you remember, like, it ended up being – it ended up fizzling, right? Yeah. Like, they actually went and they took them to trial. It was a whole thing, and they ended up being found guilty of, I think, obstruction or something like yeah, that. But something, it was something minor, and obviously there was no jail time, and maybe there were fines or something like that. But those prosecutors got taken to task after that whole situation. Because, you know, one, it put a big spotlight on the Department of Justice and they were big time, you know, they were big time defendants and Bonds and Clemens and everything else. And you really didn't get anything out of it.
1: Well, and a lot of people said, like, you know, we're paying you to run the country, not to enforce baseball's rules. Like, they 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 right. they, they, overslung, they jumped into a, into a pond. Yes. The, most people, including me, were like, look, I'm not a fan of Barry Bonds. I, Roger Clemens is a complete douchebag, although he did play for a team that I used to cheer for. Um, uh, but I, you know, you've got important shit to deal with. Let right. baseball do baseball stuff.
0: Yes, but I mean the, the point is is that that was that was a swing and a miss. And in in, in it, it it didn't cost anyone their job. But that was a all right. Look again, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right, and we're, we're 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 bringing cases that we're going to win. Right, Right. Like people need to understand that if we're bringing a case against you, it's not because we think you did something, you probably did something, it's because you did something and you're going to pay a price. Right. And you know, this wishy-washy, we kind of gotcha, we just need a little bit more, no. You're
1: you're giving me a Wolf of Wall Street flashback, like when they tell them, you're a Grenada, we cannot lose this case. They want every case to be that way. Yes. And, And this ain't Grenada. Exactly. Um... All right. Speaking of liars, um, the woman that sued—I forget the company. It was a big-time publishing company. Long story short, woman in New York City is in Central Park. There is a man who's a bird watcher. Yeah. Who happened to be a gay black man, mm-hmm. and she had an issue with him. I think it revolves either. Her well, dog she or, she had
0: a dog, and he was in a, a park that was known for bird watching. And there's a sign in the park that says no dogs. And so he said, you know, can you put your dog on a leash? And she lost her shit and, you know, started recording him and called 911 and made this big deal that he was trying to, like, attack her and assault right. her. But I think he started recording her. was just like, I just want you to leash your dog so I can Watch take birds. pictures of birds or right. whatever. Um, but anyway, that was the situation. So go ahead. So then
1: she... Gets fired. And the, that video goes viral. She gets rev- exposed for being just a scumbag who used the race card to try to make herself look like the victim. She, the company she worked for, I'm, I should have had this written in front of me, uh, fires her. She sued them, and this week a judge just said, get the fuck out of here. Whatever, yeah. whatever the legal version of get the fuck out of here is, it was like, look, you got fired because you did something that publicly humiliated you and your company, and they were every bit within their rights to say, get the fuck out. And the judge said, buy to your lawsuit. So that's all I have to say about it is it's the justice system closed that case out and we had talked about it when it first Yeah, happened. no, that's...
0: Uh, that, and, and I think that's a... You know, what's interesting is how, you know, when this... You know, people scream and yell. You know, we've talked about this in the past, but they, they scream about their First Amendment rights and right. I should be able to say and do whatever I want like you can, right? And the government can't come after you, but your job who hired you and pays you and has a contract with you that says they can fire you if they think about it while they fart, um, you don't have much of a case when they fire you because you did something that they don't like. Right. You don't have that you, you, you don't have that level of freedom with your employer unless it's explicitly written that they won't fire you because you have shitty political views or you're a shit human who uses race to try to get people arrested because you don't like to follow rules that are expressly written on a fucking park bench that you can't have your dog off a leash. You probably shouldn't even have your dog in that particular area. So you, my dear, can kick the fucking rocks and get out of here. That's essentially what happened to her. And that's what I think this, this, this Trump era has brought about a lot of you know, well, it's my First Amendment, isn't it? A free country. It's a very free country, and that company you work for is in that free country, and that that company in that free country has the right to fire your ass if they think that you're an idiot. Right, right. I mean, that that's literally yep. what this is, and people, are like, oh, I don't like it. Well, if you don't like it, then maybe you should shut your fucking mouth. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, no sympathy for this woman at all. I'm glad her suit got no. kicked. And
1: if she would have gotten if she would have gotten rewarded for being that shitty of a person. That would have genuinely bothered me.
0: Did well, you... I mean, I think. Listen, there's. I mean, again, going back to Trump and the Tea Party people and the Marjorie Taylor Greens, like you see these people who are constantly rewarded for being obnoxious trolls, yeah. right? That's what they are. They they have taken obnoxious trolling to a whole new level. It's, it's like not they a all. Career path. It's like they all watch South Park, where the the, <laughs> the troll and 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 the computer trolling and all that other stuff and. And they all said, "Oh, let's just do that in real life." And so they are, right? And they are completely and utterly shocked when there's consequences, right? Right. Now there haven't been. Now you can argue that there are starting to become consequences for Trump, um, you know, with some of the stuff that's going on from him and from a legal perspective. But they see the Marjorie Taylor Greens. You can see even a Matt Gates and things like that. Like there's, there's literally no consequences. So average ass person, right? Just walk in the street is being emboldened by this thinking that they can just say and do whatever they want and then you know crying about the constitution and the first amendment when they get called to task for it and having to be reminded like this doesn't apply to you and oh maybe you should stop listening to those people up there right because you're right they aren't seeing consequences but we don't have control over that but the company who hired you they do have control over you you piece of shit Right. Right. So stop acting like it, right? And you're gonna have to stop acting like it for someone else because you don't work here for you don't work here anymore. Right.
1: (laughs) All right. You brought the story to my attention and I'm I'm really eager to talk about. So a guy named Robert Petari was a judge in Long Island, New York, Mm -hmm. and he bragged about pulling a gun on from the bench. From the bench. On a Six foot nine black man who was built like a football player who was actually six feet tall and one hundred sixty five pounds. Yes, um, and he he bragged about that and a, had a bunch of other uh, sketchy moments, and he was literally removed from the bench. Now I found a bunch of things about this interesting. One, he apparently was legally
0: allowed to have a gun on the bench. Yeah, that part didn't. Well, it was in New York, so that part surprised me. Right, right, like weird, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well, Long
1: Island is. Pretty damn conservative, though. Like, if you talk about how liberal New York is, Manhattan is liberal. You go on to Long Island, and it gets
0: real maga real fast. Yeah, but I mean, state law is still state law, right? True, <laughs> true. true. I, but, I just, I'm just going by the laws of this. I, it's not. I, I'm not even talking about politics. I mean, it's just like New York has really strict gun laws, so it's do. interesting that they would allow for a judge to have a gun on a bench. Like, that's got to be something that is just a loophole that no one closed from 1872 or something right, well. you know i that that's the part that struck me is just that knowing that the gun laws in new york and it's just odd that you would allow for a judge to have a gun on the bench i'm not opposed to it right i mean i'm not i mean i mean just i don't ba- care ba-
1: bailiffs typically do not carry guns correct
0: oh some do some don't it really okay. depends it, it really fluctuates from jurisdiction to jurisdiction because sometimes your bailiffs are literally sheriffs uh, depending on where you are, sometimes it, sometimes a bailiff is literally, like, uh, basically a secretary. Right. Like, so it all depends on the way, like, I think, like, in Cuyahoga County, your bailiff, or in, like, the Cleveland area, bailiffs are essentially, like, executive assistants to the judge. Whereas you go into, like, Cook County, and a bailiff is li- literally, like, works for the, the uh, I think the sheriff's department okay. or... Like the county but they're, police, they're but it's like a armed. it's like a police officer essentially. Like so, it all depends on the state, the jurisdiction, and everything else on on what that role, how that role is defined.
1: Okay, but you know, it's funny. I actually thought the same thing. Like, I don't necessarily have a problem. I, I really
0: don't have a. I like if you got a, a, a judge on the a, with a gun on the bench. I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, you don't see it nearly as much anymore. But I mean, there have been instances where people rush into courtrooms with guns. Like that's not yeah. uh, in like, look, I mean, like, people complain about the proliferation of guns, and we won't turn this into a two-way conversation, but the reality is, like, you can – if you want to stop – if you stop gun manufacturers from making all guns right now, right, and said you can't make any more new guns, and you just – and they all just disappeared, you still got a fucking gun problem because we 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 have accounted for more guns than we have people in the right. United States. That's the guns we have accounted for. That's not the ones that are unaccounted for. Sure, and I can tell you, I know a couple people that may have a few unaccounted for guns. I don't know who, but I know a few people. So I'm just saying, there's a lot of them out there. Sure, and so you're you're going to have this gun problem, right? Like so, all these like you're like oh, if we just stop the, you can't buy the guns and blah right. blah blah. Like you're still gonna have this problem. So point being, I don't have an issue with the gun uh, judge having a gun because there's a lot of crazy people out there. And, and you're doing a job where you're confronting people who you are
1: possibly putting in jail, right. they might have a beef with you.
0: Right. They might have a beef or their people might have a beef or someone may have a beef with them and come in trying to get right? them because they see them vulnerable in court. But these are all things. So I have no issue with the, gun, the judge having a gun on, on on him, on his person, on the bench. What I do have an issue with is the motherfucker pulling the gun for no fucking reason. Right? Because he initially made the claim that he feared for his life. Right. Right? He used the, the, that that blanket term that police use all the time. Oh, I feared for my life. Right, like I mean, there was a story about Elijah McLean as well, the kid in Colorado, the really small kid that they injected with ketamine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, well, the autopsy, the, they amended the autopsy report to say that, like, well, he died because he was injected with a fucking lethal dose of ketamine. Right. Where the, before it was like, it's not clear how he died. It how how he died. How he died. It how he died. Wilson. You know, it's just like, what do you mean it's not clear? You had a hundred and fifty pound kid, right, who was injected with enough ketamine to put down a fucking elephant and his fucking heart stopped.
1: You know, so,
0: I mean, like, it's pretty clear. But, you know, those police officers said they feared for his life, and it was another situation where he was, like, 5'10", 5'11", 160 pounds, you know, just bopping around the street, and they said that he was, you know, they made it seem like he was this, you know, like he was me, essentially, and that they couldn't get him down, so they had to inject him with ketamine. But this judge lies and says that this guy you know was intimidating him and he was f- fearful of his life in the courtroom, so he pulled a gun on him and bragged about it but really what it was it was a moment where this judge could dehumanize this guy and 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 really intimidate and bully him right and he felt like it empowered himself and so he uses this whole stunt of pulling the gun on him then he goes about it and brags about it um and 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 look it's you know, people want to talk about oh, racism is dead and it's an overplayed card and the only reason we're talking about it is cuz people keep talking about it. But it's just like, look, this shit is fucking happening. Right? Like that judge did like that judge didn't do that to some white guy. He didn't do it to he did it to this guy specifically. He did it to Michael Cohen. Right? Like he did it specifically to this guy to de- 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 to dehumanize him as a black man just because he wanted to. Right? Chances are he who knows? I don't even want to speculate yeah. why. Like, I, again, you don't want to get in the business of getting these people's heads. But he did it specifically to dehumanize that guy, right, because of his race and, 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 and other issues. And, and he, I mean, he basically said it.
1: Yeah. And it's an ultimate example of abuse of power. I'm a judge. I, I, you know, judges own the room. That's how the system works. And that's a different discussion for a different time. But to then say and another thing, you know, I, I just did the sideways uh uh, yeah, you
0: know, a uh, gun move, you know,
1: yeah, a shitty guy gets kicked off the bench. By the way, not even an attorney.
0: Yeah, that that's the part that I found <laughs> odd, right? That's like all parked. I mean, There's a lot of odd here. Yeah, there's a lot of odd. Everything everything about this is odd. But like, uh, yeah, putting people on the bench that aren't that that don't have a legal background doesn't seem like, like a recipe for success, right? Uh, and it was and that's not why, here.
1: That's why I was not surprised that he was given the right to have a gun because he's in some podunk county in you know, rural-ish Long Island and you know, you're know you right the state has their rules but it's not impossible to get a concealed carry permit it's not impossible to get a I had a pistol permit in New York and I was in the city of Buffalo um, when you get into these places you know if a judge authorizes it it can happen mm-hmm. who knows he might have authorized his own that's true <laughs> um, wow all right we're running out of time, the bills kick off in about half an hour, and I want to get going, but yep. uh, we've got to talk about a few things. One, Adnan Syed has been released, and I am very happy about that. I've right. said for a long time, I don't, I'm don't. i convinced he did not commit the murder that he was accused of. If you don't know the case... Um, Serial
0: podcast it kind of really it launched really kind of launched podcasts really it, it was yeah um, and then it, um, it you know it, just, it sparked a lot of national debate over the over his 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 guilt or innocence it spun off multiple podcasts um, and it, you know the prosecutors called for his release based on the the based on uh, new evidence that right. they that they had received and it felt and it just there was no way to prove. Um, that you know he was indeed the murderer here, um, and and now this case is twenty years old, right? Yeah, twenty three years old. He
1: spent twenty. He was put in jail in, in prison in two thousand in two thousand. Yeah, he was in jail for twenty two years, um, and if if you know anything about the case, you can you can debate whether or not you think he's innocent or guilty. What is completely clear is the misconduct by the prosecutors and the police in this case was disgusting. Yep. They literally got a guy to say, to lie on the stand and say, I help him bury the body because if he didn't lie for them, they were going to prosecute him for dealing drugs. And because you were dealing drugs out of your grandmother's house, we're also going to prosecute your grandmother. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. And there was no consequence to them for doing that. And what, even when they got exposed... Adnan
0: Syed stayed in prison for like three years.
1: Yeah. In fact, more than that. The, I mean,
0: the podcast. I, I, think that, I think that came out around like 2016, 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, think, I mean, I mean it, it just like, and, and even if, the, here's my thing. Even if he did it, right? Right. Given the police and the prosecutorial misconduct that can't stand. Right. You can't, like, and, and the reason why, and people get really upset with him, like, well, he did it, so they got him, so that's good. No, it's not, because that system cannot, that, that system is a failure, Sure. right? If you can't, if you, if the police, if the good guys have to lie and break the rules to get the bad guy, then they are also the bad guy, and then our system is completely broken, right? right? And look... Uh, and this isn't this isn't exclusive to this case no. right i have worked in that system i've been in the belly of the beast i've seen it firsthand i have seen these police blatantly lie on the stand because they don't like a kid because they 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 his older brother was an asshole So that means automatically his kid brother is an asshole, so before he even gets to do anything, we're just going to put his ass in jail, we don't care, we'll plant evidence, we'll lie, we'll pay some fucking drug addict off the street to lie, and we won't tell you about that person's background. We will do everything possible because we've decided, right, without due process that this kid is going to be guilty of something, we don't know what, so we're going to put him in jail. I watched it fucking happen and had to fight against it. And that system cannot exist. It cannot stand. And when it, if it does, then you get what we have now: this crumbling system where everyone is fighting against it and revolting against. Essentially, like our because I, like you can make an argument that our criminal justice system is at the root cause of a lot of our uh, most of our political strife right now, right? Because we've sure. let we've let we've we've let the state get a, literally get away with murder to this point. You cannot trust the state. You can't trust the government, and because of that, right? People are revolting against it on both sides of the aisle because of the lack of trust. Because and this 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 very thing is why, right? Whether he did it or not, at this point, no longer matters because of how faulty the system was to tell us that he did it. Right. Oh, I mean,
1: I mentioned the one bit of prosecutorial misconduct. There is a lot in this case, and. The thing is, Adnan Syed's family didn't have much money. So they didn't have OJ money. OJ was able to show, here's a prompt on the police misconduct, and the jury did the right thing. And I've gotten so much shit over the years for saying that, but there was so much evidence of police misconduct that convicting OJ of two murders that we know he fucking committed.
0: Yes. Um, here's well, the thing, I mean, and, and I tell people this all the time. Did you know I was
1: going to go OJ on here or no? No, you had to. You had to because
0: that's a perfect perfect example. Um, But I tell people this all the time. Like you root for police and the prosecutors and you don't care that they break the rules because you say, oh, that that, that black guy, he's probably guilty of doing something and he got a history of selling drugs, so he probably did it. He deserves it. Okay. But what if it's your son? Right? What if, what if it, What like, like, cause listen, this shit happens to white people too. Yeah. Right? We talk about it with, with black people and people of color and minority and, and all the time. But this, right? White people get railroaded by the police and Absolutely. prosecutors all the time. Right? It probably happens to them more than anybody, which is fucking hilarious that they're, that they're so against actually changing it. Right? But the white people get railroaded all the time. So what if it is your white son, little Kevin, little Kale, little Cade, right? Or, or you know, increasingly white yeah, sort of as names. white as I can get, right? <laughs> right. You know, Kaylee, right? Ruby Lynn, right? What, what, what if it's them, right, that are sitting in that chair and the state is openly lying against them? The police have planted evidence. The, 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 the prosecutor is saying things that are absolutely, fundamentally, in no way, shape, or form true. And that's your kid sitting there getting railroaded by the system. You still rooting for blue lives matter and the thin blue line and yeah, yeah yeah law and order when it's you and your family? Oh no, well no, that's different. Yeah, 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 it's real different when it's you in the hot seat. Understand this. If you let it happen to the weakest and the poorest and the people who can't defend themselves, it's only a matter of time before it filters its up. It's way up to you. It's just there's no there's no there's this is not an assumption, this is not a guess. It has been proven time and time again. If you do not nip it in the bud and kill it, and if you think it's okay while it's happening to those that you deem as less than you, you are not going to see it when it creeps up behind you and fucking grabs you by the neck and chokes you the fuck out. Whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers. Exactly. Get, getting, getting, exactly. All, all I Sunday mean, it's just like it, yeah. you try to tell people and they just, no, it'll never happen. It, oh, I have the best kids. Like, okay. Right. right. Well, well, you you have the best kids until your son is at college, and then some some girl decides that oh, you know what, he raped me, right? And then then now all of a sudden you're just like oh well, I, I don't, I, I my my son would never do this. Well, according to you, police are never wrong, right. states never wrong. So why are we even putting up a defense? Might as well just throw his ass in jail, right? Oh no, you actually want a criminal defense lawyer to to actually defend your son, and prove his innocence. Right, you actually want the prosecutors to be honest and truthful. You don't want the right. police to plant evidence against your son. Weird. Why is that? Because it's fair, right? Like, I mean, like it just it, it, it fucking boggles my mind that the, the way people don't can't see the bigger picture. It well, they can't. And like you said, when
1: it, when it's you, it's amazing how wide your eyes get. Yes. But when it's random black guy random in this case Pakistani guy. Oh, he must have done it. They wouldn't have Had done, it. done it. Um and you know I want to say one thing real quick because I really feel for the family of Heyman Lee, the the girl that was murdered because yeah. they ha- they fell for this lie that we know for sure that this guy did it. Again, maybe maybe not I'm convinced he did not, but he, they were told the monster who took away your little girl is behind bars and we did it. We did the right thing. And now they're getting that scab just torn off. Oh yeah, and it's horrible for them. So I really hope justice prevails here. I actually got into a, I got on the Truth and Justice uh, fan f- uh, Facebook page the other day, and I won't say I started a shitstorm. I just I started a dialogue that ended up being like 500 people, well, That's 50, a 50 people, um, and in, in the host, eventually Bob Ruff eventually jumped in and said, "Let me clarify what I did say here," and I apologized to him. If it, he felt misre- misrepresented, which he said he did not. So thank you, Bob, formerly on our show. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's good that he's out because he did not belong in. And one other thing, his conviction was overturned like two years ago, and the state refused to acknowledge that. <laughs> so he spent two years in prison after his conviction had been overturned. Yeah. And okay. All right, we got to wrap this up, but we can't wrap it up without talking about bad guys in sports. Brett Favre. So, Brett, Brett Favre. What a douchebag. So, go ahead.
0: So, uh, look, I've never been a big fan of Brett Favre. Um, I thought he had some funny, serious uh, satellite commercials. But other than that, like, I was – I'm not a big fan of him as a player. And, like, his whole I'm retired, I'm unretired, I'm going to the Vikings, the Jets, the whole thing. Like, look, okay, fine, whatever. Um, But his latest incident um, is is worth noting, right? Um, And so what happened – He essentially funneled money away from the Mississippi welfare system and used that money um, to put into building a facility for the um, Southern Southern Miss volleyball team where his daughter was attending college at the time. Uh, And so aside from the fact that he took money from the welfare system in Mississippi, which is intended for... You know low income people who don't have access to you know food and who, who right. you know who don't have money, you know what I mean? And that's feeding families, single mothers, babies, uh, homeless veterans or veterans and elderly, and all other stuff like, as much as people don't, you know, people get so mad about welfare and entitlement, like, there's people with a need for it who use it who live who, who couldn't live without it, right? Um, and so he ends up funneling, he and others funnel money out of that system, he takes a large chunk of that money to put into the Southern Miss volleyball system uh, or facility, facility yep. where his daughter is going to school, right? Now, it should also be pointed out that over the course of Brett Favre's career, he made $200 million. He's got multiple endorsements right now. He's got a job with Sirius doing uh, doing a show and a podcast with them on the NFL Network. He's got that copper fit stuff where you put on your right. elbow and whatever, and and. A host of other things like if you listen to Sirius like he's on like three or four different various like he's got three or four different things that he's he's promoting and and trying to sell you um so he has plenty of money and the fact that you know even if it was 15 million dollars I'm pretty sure Brett could have paid for it himself right but he had other avenues to raise funds as opposed to taking money from the fucking welfare system in Mississippi now is it a crime Yes. Will he be prosecuted? No, because they've already decided not to prosecute him, and the prosecutor who did want to did want to go after him was fired, right, <laughs> because he was bringing heat. But we come to find out that the former governor and other people in the state of Mississippi were involved, so that could be why the prosecutor ends up getting fired before he can get started going down this road, because it probably would have exposed a lot of other people who didn't want to get exposed. So he's, not, he's probably not going to get prosecuted for it unless they can make some sort of a federal case for it, um, and, and I feel like it's probably possible, but, you know, do they, does, does the DOJ feel like this is worth something investigating? I don't know. You left that one thing though. He also got paid
1: for... Well, I was, oh, I, oh, sorry. I was getting there because okay. that's separate though.
0: That's, okay. that's separate. Okay. That's completely separate. Agreed. Right. Like, so he, like that, the, the welfare thing is the biggest, grossest thing, but he also... Right, was paid for speeches that he never gave, right to the tune of a, a couple million 1. dollars, 1 million, right, yeah. one to two million dollars, um, and he he was he never gave these speeches, and he was given the money, and you know he's he's put out some sort of generic statement, but he ended up actually paying the money back, except for the interest penalty, because he he felt he shouldn't have to pay that, so he paid back you know whatever the fee was without the interest, um, and I don't know if the state is still fighting for that interest payment or not. But he did pay it back. And right. that's but when you maintain,
1: but I got, I deserve this money. But here it is back. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure you deserve mm-hmm. it. Sure you did those speeches.
0: Yeah, he didn't but, do them. We know this. I don't. Like, he know. didn't do. There's no proof that he did the speeches. Like, right. you, like you, Brett Favre, don't do a speech without there being some sort of documentation that you did the speech. You didn't do them. Right. So right. I just what the fuck are whole, we doing? I, I, I did it. I'm completely innocent here. But here's your money back. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, now no, look, I, I'm not above. Like, I could see in some instances where you're getting, you know, it, where you're a celebrity, you're getting sort of pressure. Sure. It's like, okay, fine. We'll just take the fucking money back. I don't care. That's not all what right, happened here. All right, right. But that's right. not what happened here. Right. All right, real quick, uh,
1: the owner of the Phoenix Suns is attempting to sell that franchise along with the Phoenix Mercury because he's been blown up for um, creating an inappropriate work environment. I frankly don't know the details of
0: what... Yeah, so... Robert Sarver, he's the owner of the Sons and the Mercury, and they did an extensive investigation to him. He constantly used the word nigger and it, it was, oh, okay. you know, in, in reference to other people and things that they said, right, like, oh, well, so-and-so said this nigger or did this or whatever, right? Like, So, sort of a third person using it, at, you know, like, but on a consistent basis after being told, like, hey, can you tone that down? But he continued to do it And then the the standard rich white guy, sexually inappropriate, well, place for women, like, seems to kind of be the standard in these situations. Um, And not to, and and I'm not saying it like to minimize it. What I'm saying is like, we know, we, we, we know how Daniel Snyder, you know, pick, pick a very wealthy. I think
1: if you dug deep into almost every ultra rich uh, franchise owner, which all of the franchise owners are ultra rich, and white, uh, and almost <laughs> exclusively white. Um, I think you could probably, you could probably find, find a lot of stuff like yeah. this, right? Yeah. Um,
0: but his his got exposed, and there was initially a one year ban, uh, a ban uh, um, put up by the NBA, and then um, there was just a ton of pressure from players, his players, um, LeBron, other players around the NFL, other you know retired players, and everything. Like, you guys kicked uh, Donald Sterling out for life. Right. You know, and the Donald Sterling situation, what I don't think was as bad as this, right? Because the thing with Donald Sterling, his was a private conversation on the phone with his mistress, girlfriend, n- whatever she was, piece. right? Like he was, reco- he didn't even know that he was being recorded, right? And he, like, his was so desperate and pitiful. Like, it was. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that whole situation, like, look, it wasn't a, I mean, it was still shitty, right? The way he was talking about NBA players. But like it was it was a different sort of situation where it was a gotcha moment where Sarver's doing this in his office, right? Like he's right. making it hard for the women to work there, making compliment, or, uh, not compliments, making comments about their looks, you know, telling sexually inappropriate jokes, um, you know, making inappropriate sexual advances, you know, using racial slurs, talking about people. like that is blatant, right? And so if you're gonna if you're gonna get rid of Donald and I'm not I'm not saying that Donald Sterling, Got too heavy of a hand. I have no issue with Donald Sterling getting banned for life, but I do have an issue with Server only being suspended for a year. And so I think that the move, I think what the NBA did was they suspended him for a year, and they got the backlash. And so they said, "Look, we're not going to go back and change, but uh, why don't, you, go why don't ahead and you, sell you sell this team? That's good. And and take the team. take your two hundred million dollars. Right. It's more, oh, oh, more than that. Probably I mean, it's, it's, bo- I mean a it's, it's for the it's for it's for the Suns." I mean, he's selling the Mercury, but I mean, (laughs) let's, I mean, it is what it is, but either way, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's, I mean, he's probably going to sell that franchise. He's going to, he's probably going to sell it all for over a billion dollars. And so he's going to walk away fine. But, you know, with the, with the shame of being a a rich white racist asshole, which I'm sure that'll hurt him in so many ways. Right. Um, he'll just be dabbing his tears with, with, you know, thousand dollar bills. bills, Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's I, I'm it, now the other thing too. This is probably going to take some time, right? Like I mean, like you know, selling a, a selling two high level franchises is not an easy transaction. So I mean, it's going to be probably bef- it'll probably be after this NBA season, you know, if not later before that actual transaction takes place. But he is suspended for the year. So, in theory, what will happen is... They've got a year to
1: get this all worked out.
0: He'll be suspended. The, uh, the, the, the season will go on. The team will get sold. And then next year, they'll open it with a new owner. Right. And hopefully, it's someone that isn't a shit human.
1: Right. All right. We've got to wrap this up. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening. And we are done. Done. up.